Hello and welcome to the Emerald Games Cast, episode 27. My name is Nolan, with me is... I'm Janelle. And... I'm Alex. And we're here recording on May 23rd. Uh, how are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty well. I don't know what day of the week it is. You don't? Nope. Oh god, it's Saturday, I oh, believe. okay. Well, I think it's week 8. Saturday week 8. Oh boy. Yeah. That's how I am. Yeah, school's just, school's just blending <laughs> in, running into the background. What about you, Alex? Um, well, I'm also on Saturday week eight, <laughs> contrary to popular belief. In a different um, town, but not a different time zone. Yeah, yeah. Everything is everything's pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm doing okay. Um, you know, hanging in there just like everyone else. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Playing games. Excited to talk about games. Um, kind of a slow news week compared to last week, where a we were very just snow overloaded loose. with information. Yeah, last week it's like we didn't have time to like keep talking even though we wanted to and yeah. when i looked at the document this week i went oh no i, I i've been <laughs> i've been let down because uh you know our our good friend friend of the show jeff Keeley, um really hyped up summer of games yeah what the fuck, jeff? as a continuous just cavalcade of announcements and it it really hasn't been that um this this kind of feels like like i felt during the year of luigi to be honest um it's about the same energy it's a sad so, year that was a sad sad can year. we can we talk about the year of luigi can you remind me like what what actually came out during the year of luigi we got um, super luigi Mario... brothers U. yeah that one was there like luigi's um... mansion dark moon or something was that the same year oh that's a good question i'm not sure um i don't think so wasn't that a, a 3ds like launch title Mm, not launch title, but isn't the fact that we don't remember any of the Year of the Luigi games telling enough? I didn't know yeah, that. Well, the Year of the Luigi technically went on for like three or four years. They just <laughs> like stopped caring. I didn't know that was a real thing. And for a long time, I thought you guys were just saying that because Luigi's funny to me until PAX when I was like, wait, this is a real thing? And you guys were oh, like, yeah, 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 this is real. <laughs> until PAX when we went in like 2018 and... People were. St- I can imagine people going to Nintendo's booth and being like, "Is it? Is it still the year of Luigi? Is it still? Has it <laughs> always been the year of Luigi? It never ended. Wow! It never will end. Yeah, but this the decade uh, of Luigi summer of games thing. What's the last big announcement we heard from that? I, um, I want to say it was the Tony Hawk no thing, but no. even that might yeah, not be Tony Hawk was Tony Hawk was before. Um, what was it? Unreal Five, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unreal Five. I yeah, think, that would be. Um, they the main showed thing. they showed that new Christopher Nolan movie trailer in Fortnite. <laughs> oh right. Yeah. Is that did that happen yet? I thought that's still not going to happen quite yet. Um, that I thought that happened already. The one that may or may not be related to Inception. Okay. There's another thing that happened today. This is breaking news. Breaking news. What is it? Um. Something about RoboCop in Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, that's I don't... that's not breaking news, but we might have just seen I know. footage. But they but they showed his friendship. Yes. Oh, Whatever his that. Friendship? I mean, what you want us to live describe it or something? Uh, I guess I that's true. I guess you can look it up. Um Yeah, yeah you know what, listener, up. look up RoboCop's friendship for yourself. And I wish never uh, fighting games were fun. Yeah. They're just not. Yeah. They just suck to play. Well, before we talk about what released this week, to uh, great disappointment. <laughs> um, you guys want to talk about what you're playing? Alex, what are you getting up to in this uh, game's draught? You got something you're returning to, an old game you're firing up. What's going on in the, in the McKnight household? So on the online service for the Nintendo Switch, the SNES Classic, they just recently re-released, or, or re-released for the first time in the West, uh, Panel de Pawn. Have you guys ever heard of this? No. No, it's, I heard that this happened, but I don't know anything about yes, it. Yes, it's Tetris Attack. It's Tetris Attack, but without the Tetris IP and with original characters, basically. It's what um, the lipstick item in Smash Bros. comes from. The big flower. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh. I don't know why. I just never thought to wonder where that came from yeah, in yeah, Smash, yeah. actually. Um, but it got re-released. It didn't get translated, but you can still play it without needing a translation for the most part, which is what I've been doing. It's really, really fun. We need to play that sometime because it is a very, very good uh, puzzle game. So is this replacing your Tetris 99 on your Switch? Is this kind of your new puzzle game right now? I mean, I've just been playing a bunch of it, yeah. Um, mm. I'm, I'm upset that I missed the, uh, at, uh, at the time of recording, I think it's last weekend, I missed the um, Animal Crossing theme for Tetris 99. But Wait, what the fuck? No. Yeah, what? Animal Crossing theme. There was a Ring Fit Adventure theme before that. I had all I the saw themes that. at one point, but 
Are you kidding me? Nah, Listeners, it's real. You don't understand how good I am at that game. It was all I cared about last year. Are you kidding me? Well, God damn should, it. You should play me in, uh, uh, Pay on the Pond sometime, because that game is, is very fun and charming and cute. Fine deal. Hey, yeah. there you go. That, that's really the theme of right now. There's there's not really any new releases to get your hands on. I yeah. Well, I, I completely relate to just I, playing like yeah. a Switch Online game. Yeah. I've been playing one game that we'll kind of talk about later, I'm sure, but what are you guys yeah. up to? Mm-hmm. Well, that's first up on the docket after we talk about what yeah. we've been playing. We've been just replaying old Resident Evil games. Yep. Um, I'm, on a, we, I'm on a streak. We finished, I think, by... If we hadn't finished it last episode, we were just about to finish Leon's story in resident evil 2 remake which was phenomenal and i loved it very much i was complaining about it a lot last episode but then it wrapped up and i loved it um Mm -hmm. and then i think you had to just get into the resident evil spirit where you realized okay no this this is gonna get silly i just had to wait for that stupid character to go and then i was happy oh sure 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 um and then we've been playing a little bit more of seven and we both we started playing one together and I got so annoyed by the controls that I've just, I handed him the controller and I went, I'm not doing this anymore. So I've just been watching him play that. You're playing this the is... remake, right? Yeah. 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 And I I um, am surprised to say that I think I like Resident Evil 1 Remake better, better than Resident Evil 7. I think it's incredible. One of the best games in that genre that I've been able to play. And I think it's really interesting to see you uh, kind of, well, not write it off because it's still something you like, but to like mm. go tank controls? Nah. For me, I, I can't imagine that game without tank controls. It, that is it's actually Evil. It's actually more, well, yeah, I it's mean, actually more difficult to manipulate the character with fixed angles um, without tank controls. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into on the podcast, the Nolan judges, how I play video game thing no, silently no. thing, <laughs> but like, that's a big part of it. I'm not going to play that game around him. I just won't, I won't do it. Oh yeah. man. But tank controls are one of those things that when I'm used to them again, they're great and I'm fine with it, but getting used to them again is really frustrating for me. And I'd rather just not deal with it, I guess. That makes sense. Sure. Yeah. I think that game's buttery smooth. I, I like it. Buttery I will smooth. say, getting used to the typewriter ribbon saves has been a learning curve. Um, coming off of Resident Evil 2 Remake, which we did not play in hardcore mode, which means you can do unlimited saves. Cowards. <laughs> yeah, I did a lot. Um, God, we finished Resident Evil 2 Remake with like... 40. 48 Four, saves 40 or saves. something. Yeah. Wow. There's only 30-some 30, 30 ribbons in <laughs> RE1 Remake entirely, if you find every hidden object... And um, before I left, listeners, if you've played Resident Evil 1, uh, this might mean something to you, but before I left the Spencer Mansion for the courtyard the first time, um, I had used 15, and that's, to my knowledge... Absurd. Not only absurd, I I believe that that is the maximum amount of ribbons you can even discover up to that point in the game. So I had completely exhausted the pool, and um, I had this stretch that was about... 90 plus minutes where I had half health, almost no ammo, and two separate boss fights in between me and the next save room. And that next save room did not even have ribbons. So I had to do two boss fights and enough of the game to get not just to the next save room, but the next one without taking any damage and going into a new area that I'd never been into. And... It was terrifying, and I thought that it was fantastic, because I'd played Resident Evil 7, I'd played 2, and I've had this thing with horror games where once you get over the mechanical hump of understanding their workings, then they can throw surprises at you, but they all become sort of presentational, if that makes sense. Like, the scary moments in Resident Evil 7 are weaved into canned animations and story moments and stuff. And once you've learned how to get around the enemies, it's just going to be, like, jump scares and atmosphere. But, like, not having a save ribbon for 90 minutes in Resident Evil 1 with that damage model and gameplay and everything, like, that's real horror, man. I was really scared. I was jumping out of my seat. It's fantastic. Highly highly recommended. Highly recommended. Yeah. The Resident Evil games, though, are frustrating because we talked about this a little bit ourselves, but, like, they're punishing in a way that can be really 
really frustrating um, across mm-hmm. all of the games that I've played so far. Like, Seven, we we both took turns doing this one boss fight. And this is a game that we've both beaten before, but it took us, like, ten tries to finish it. And, like, it at a certain point, that just stops being fun. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, there's an amount of punishing that comes with games like that that just gets very unfun very fast. It's the Dark Souls thing, right? Yeah. When, when you when you when you finally succeed in a boss fight like that, you feel like you've truly mastered something mechanically, and I think that that is a special feeling that games can give. But it kind of needs to be—I um, don't know—it almost needs to be weaved into the pacing. And 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 this is—I know this is blasphemy, but this is the reason why I've never finished a From Software game because those moments aren't paced in to peaks and valleys; they end up being the entire experience which I know is what some people really enjoy. Personally, I like it to be an element. Like, I like Resident Evil 7 a lot, and it's fun that that Jack boss fight, the one that took us forever, is just sort of one part of the journey, you know? Versus the entire, like, constant stress. It'd be like if Mr. X in Resident Evil 2 just never stopped following you for the entire 10-hour runtime. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe there's a a mod for that. (laughs) Mm -mm. There's gotta be. be. (laughs) That sounds miserable, awful. Uh. It's funny, because uh, you two have been playing uh, good Resident Evils, it sounds like. Uh, me and Nolan have been playing <laughs> uh, bad Resident Evils. Uh, hey, Resident Evil 5 is fun. It, okay, Resident Evil 5 is kind of fun, but it's also kind of racist and kind of dumb. It is kind of racist, it's, so is 4. Four's, a lo- four's less racist, from my recollection. Um, well, they still they still both boil down, a, you know, 4 boils down four's pretty racist. Spanish countryside to spooky foreign um sure. and five does that with africa yeah. too but but granted they're supposed to be infected with the plagueis and all that and all yeah. yeah five five yeah. is much more overt about it in my opinion like you yeah. even have the 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 third world country color filter where everything is like that gross orangish yellow all the time because yeah. it's it's hot and everyone's poor and it's kind of racist um and then once we finish that whenever we go back to that we're gonna play resident evil 6 because uh, i love to suffer I love and, to and once we play bad do things. That, once we do that, I'll have played every Resident Evil game. We should get Resident Evil three and play that one, uh, the multiplayer mode that they had in that. All three of us. Oh yeah, 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 yeah we should. Fun. Nolan and I want to play Code Veronica next. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I've heard Code Veronica we're, we're, we're is really good. Feeling... Code Veronica is supposed to be like the real Resident Evil three because they had a license with um, Sony for the PlayStation, but. They liked the Dreamcast hardware better, so the the <laughs> yeah, numbered one was technically like, three, but Code Veronica is the real three. Yeah, yeah, and then they were like, "We're gonna make all the Resident Evil mainline games GameCube exclusive forever," <laughs> and then it lasted for not even the launch cycle of one game. A lot of people Just... forget that the GameCube like flopped. The GameCube did not do well, um, yeah. and that's one of the reasons why. It is. There have been so many like old games in our house lately like um mm-hmm. nolan and i just got a car and the other day he was like what if we hear me out what if we put a crt in it <laughs> like in the car in the car just to like, keep it there you? just for camping to play an old but video game like, i guess but it was it was the most <laughs> fleeting thought of all time because i thought wow wouldn't it be so cool to have a crt and be at some kind of like roadside plug-in and but then i thought I fucking hate people like that <laughs> as soon as I thought about it. And I have no idea what came over me except for the excitement of having a PS2 in my house, finally, I guess. Um, my so. friend goes to a lot of uh, local uh, Melee events, and Melee is a, is an analog game, so it runs best in a CRT. And obviously we haven't seen each other in a while because the big Rona is out and about, but every time I'd hop in his car, I'd have to move over his CRT he had in the back seat for when he'd go to <laughs> events. I love and that. hey, that's fun. That is. I just don't want to pull up to a campsite and then not even camp. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Like the, in the Rose. in the in the Switch trailer when they were all playing, they were like by a lake and they were all playing one two Switch. Like, oh, yeah. go like fishing, or when, pull up, blow up a raft or something. You're or in when nature. They're at, that, they're at that rooftop party and uh, everyone is just drinking and hanging out, and the one woman is sitting on the couch playing Mario Odyssey. Yeah, just like. <laughs> Hanging. You know, I didn't think that was realistic at all, and it mostly isn't, but you guys have met my friend Max, and sorry, Max, but every single time there's a group <laughs> hangout, Max will just be in a corner with his Switch, not talking, like, at all. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, I remember before this all got crazy and bad, you guys came over for my birthday, and Max was just, like, 
on a Switch just playing Animal Crossing or whatever. <laughs> Sheesh. It's great. But what what newer games are you playing, Alex? Uh, so, how oh, about yeah. how about the newest possible game, a game that's not even out yet, a game oh, that you boy. have to a game that you have to jump through ridiculous hoops to even get to play. Is it yeah. that one? Is it that one? Never mind. Could that, it be bad joke? Never mind. The first <laughs> game on our release list. Uh, yes. What is it? Uh, it's called Valorant. Have you guys heard of this? Um, let's pretend I haven't. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> Valorant. Uh, this is the Riot guys, the guys who made League of Legends, made a first-person shooter. So they are releasing, they're finally earning that plural games and Riot games. Because um, <laughs> for a long time it was just League. Um, but this game is, is interesting. It is, if I was to boil it down and like simplify it as much as I could, it would be um, uh, Counter-Strike with Overwatch mechanics. Like, in its purest form. Okay, I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, so, like, one of the first characters they teach you, a tutorial character, um, his ability is a bow that does recon. So it's 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 literally just one of Hanzo's ults, if I remember right. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, another one, like, has a little AoE of electricity that you can shoot out. Uh, one of them is, like, a little remote-controlled drone. Um so you have the characters with abilities that you need to buy, by the way. Just like Counter-Strike, when you buy guns at the beginning of each round. Mm-hmm. You have to buy the abilities, and you can only have, like, one or two per round. And then you wait until the next round. But it's it's interesting because it's... So the, one of the things they advertise is, like, oh, the abilities are not what get you kills. Like, it's all gunplay. The abilities are all sort of tactical. And unfortunately for most of them, that boils down to smoke grenades uh, of, uh but with different varieties you know uh but, you know that's interesting because the counter-strike formula has made an absurd amount of tactical depth and complexity out of nothing but a flashbang and a smoke right you know? like it's there's a lot of options that do arise from that no absolutely um but it's weird that like you know you have the characters with these abilities but all of the abilities kind of feel samey at a certain point uh, a lot of them their yeah. purpose is to block off a corner, right? Or a corridor to make sure that you can focus all your efforts in one area. Um, it, and I do, and I do enjoy the game. I'm having a lot of fun playing it. Um, but I think part of that is because I'm in on the ground floor. Whereas if I was to go play Counter-Strike Go, it would be so intimidating that I wouldn't know what to do. Um, yeah, totally. I could also say that Counter-Strike Go is more toxic, but when you have, (laughs) when you have Counter-Strike and Overwatch combined with the League of Legends client, you get like a nuclear wasteland of toxicity. This game is vile. Fuck that. This game is really people, yeah. People in this game can be kind of vile. It's it's wild. Um, huh. It's, See, like, sorry, what were you gonna say? I, no, I'm sorry. I I've been craving a game like that lately. But like between the shitty community and my feelings about Tencent that I made very clear like 20 episodes ago, yeah, a thousand yeah. years ago, like. It's a game that I want to play, but I just, I don't know, man, that community sounds awful. Yeah. You know when I ex- experienced this the hardest is when I um, tried to get into Tripwire Interactive's Red Orchestra games, because there's a there's a lot of appeal to me in military simulations. I really like the idea of games attempting not only to reflect the combat, but also the logistics of being in the military because i never want to be in the military i would never do that but i kind of like the idea of just like driving a humvee down a dirt road <laughs> to delivering troops or whatever but um good god first of all the kind of people attracted to a mill sim that's one thing but put it in <laughs> world war Two. put it in world war Two and like let them play as the germans and holy shit the kind of people that gravitate towards that it's like yeah. paradox games it's like paradox games except they get to do the killing with the rifle and it's even worse. Um, I know that's different, but is it... Do you think... I'm just spitballing. Kind of worse with PC games in a lot of cases? Yes. Than consoles for some Absolutely. reason? I'm not sure why that I think be, with but shooters, that's the vibe I get. I think with shooters overall, there's a level of superiority. Because, like, you know, a mouse and keyboard is the preferred way to play a first-person shooter. So there's this mm-hmm. weird, like... Like I mentioned, this like level of superiority people have where they're like, "Oh, this is the best version of the game." Um, yeah, it's weird because like there are still people playing Left 4 Dead and uh, Left 4 Dead Two on like 360, 
and like apparently mm-hmm. you can just hop into those. But if you were to play Le- Left 4 Dead 2, is one of the most like toxic community, the most underrated toxic communities in like in games, I think, on PC. It's like a, it's like one of those. It's like a frog. It's like you pick it up and it's like, oh, it's cute, and then you find out its its skin is just covered in neurotoxin. Right? It's on a yeah. Left 4 Dead 2 is like a frog. Heard exactly. It here first, folks. Yeah. It's exactly well, like, like that. Like with Overwatch, I was so into that game for such a long time. I got into it in beta, and I played it for a couple of years on PS4, and Uh. I loved it. I played it every day. And then I built my PC, and I was really excited to start playing Overwatch on there, but within weeks, I was barely touching it because the community was so fucking toxic on PC. Yeah, and it's worse because you're a woman. Yeah, exactly. I hear that they've, like, done things to help counter toxicity certain bands or whatever Mm -hmm. in the chat i don't really know but like once that stuff happens for too long it's just you're you're kind of done it permeates the culture i definitely yeah um and it's not exclusive to pc gaming it's just more accessible yeah pc gaming i think i think alex had a good point that pc gaming maybe does attract a type of crowd that likes the superiority because i'm having a hard time thinking of like a uh considered hardcore genre that would not be improved with like pc purist approach like shooters strategy games what heck with racing games you can have the wheel and the pedals i mean i mean yeah the, the thing more about money PC and is, more opportunity for customization there. yeah pcs are all about modularity you can play pretty much yeah. any assuming you have the right controller or the right control scheme you can play anything on a pc um, yeah now not to hurry us along, but speaking of that, there was an old game, Alex, you and I both enjoyed back in the day. There is. That, oh, wait, really uh, quick. Sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but the, the thing I mentioned about Valorant being really hard and weird to access. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, you're good. You're totally good. Um, I just wanted to mention that I thought this was funny. So it's currently in a closed beta, and it's quote-unquote closed because the way you get access to it is you have to link your Twitch account to your Riot Games account and watch a stream of someone playing the game for at least two hours. What? Yeah. Two hours? Two hours. A minimum of two hours for you to get, get get a random chance of getting selected to play the game. Oh, I hate that. Well, so what I, huh. I just had it on in the background when I was working one time, um, and I got in. But it's it's weird because it's like, I, I, I question how that works because it, at one point it is like passive. You can just have it on the background. Uh, the other point, though, it's like, you know, like if I was to say, hey, you guys should should play. Would you guys really want to turn on a stream and have it sit in the background for like two hours? Is it worth that hassle? No. Exactly. Absolutely not. Exactly. Yeah. So it's no. like, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I'm curious to see how that works. Um, it's supposed to be releasing officially this summer. So here's hoping they make it a little less toxic um, because I am enjoying what I'm playing of it so far. It could definitely, it's definitely a beta. There are elements that need to be fixed and balance adjustments, but I think it's fun overall. Um, I think it's fun how video games especially like in the competitive scene are increasingly moving towards emulating that stereotype of the music guy talking about the song he wrote where he's like it's like late shins meets early doors (laughs) meets the uh jim jim brickman you know whatever yeah yeah yeah. that's this is this is valorant to me yeah yeah. clean fortress classic with rainbow six siege with overwatch abilities (laughs) yeah that's that's absolutely true with a spice of quake in there (laughs) I don't know. Well, Alex, let me ask you a question about games and modularity. Have you been on the ground floor? Have you purchased the ultimate convenience in video games, the Google Stadia? Why, no, I have not purchased... You mean the Google Stadia? The The? Google Stadia? The The hit service that lets you stream games anywhere, anytime, with no flaws or issues or questions? Listeners around the world are saying, I forgot... It existed, and listeners elsewhere in the world are saying, I don't know what that is. Alex, tell me what a Stadia is. So Google, I think we talked about this a while ago, but Google Stadia is basically a streaming game service, which in theory sounds like it should work, but it's literally streaming. You don't have the game downloaded on your system. So like, there's going to be weird like delay and lag. Also, it's not like a subscription service. You pay for each individual game. That you want and to play through also Stadia. for the service. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just a don't real work. nightmare. Yeah, and it doesn't work very yeah. well. Um, it's weird because when they talked about this, I thought it was going to be something akin to um, uh, Xbox Live's... Uh, what's it called? 
Shoot, um, I'm forgetting the name. Of I it. forgot. I was thinking like PS Now. Well, no, PS Now also sucks. But what's the what? What's oh, yeah, yeah. Microsoft's? Oh boy, I Game don't know. Pass. Mm, oh yep. yeah. I was thinking of something along the lines of uh, Xbox's Game Pass, where it is a subscription service, and you can pay to download the games and play them, and it does have a rotating subscription type function. Um, but Stadia, after months and months of silence, is getting a really weird exclusive game. Um, really, really bizarre. Yeah, Serious Sam 4. Um, Nolan, I know we've played a bit of Serious Sam. Uh, Janelle, have you ever played it or heard of this game? I, I know about Tuxedo Sam. I don't know about <laughs> wait, Serious uh, Sam. Wait, who's Tuxedo Sam? He's the, um, he's the penguin in the Sanrio universe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh. So no, I absolutely do not. No. <laughs> I mean, hello, I've Kevin's like, friend. I've like, yes, yes. I've like heard of this, I guess, but mm-hmm. I don't. It it went it went past me, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, well, serious, serious Sam. Is weird. Sam ooh, Jinx. Serious yeah. Sam is weird. Serious Sam is. I don't even want to call it a Twitch shooter. It's really more of an arcade shooter. It's like uh, one of those one of those classic '90s PC homages. I've heard someone homages, compare it homages to where you're like playing Quake, kind of running around yeah. and. I've heard someone oh, wait. huge hordes of enemies. I've heard someone compare it to uh, like Smash TV, where it's like they just throw you in a room and you just go wild, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh. That meets Doom, where you know Serious Sam was a was a budget franchise made by a team in Croatia, um, and it was a surprisingly impressive game when it released, um, and has a cult following. It's sort of a yeah one of the first like pioneers of indie games, you could argue. Um, and I mean, you you can see that when you play some of the older games, because even for the time, they looked a little not as polished, but they they all played really well. They all played really really mm-hmm. solidly. So it's going to be a time Stadia exclusive, which I'm having a hard time parsing because I never well one I never considered Serious Sam really much of a console game, and two, uh, it it doesn't seem like it would really work well on streaming, and three, most importantly. I don't know if this should be considered a huge win for Crow Team or a really <laughs> weird bad mistake on the part of Google. Yeah. Because this is not going to like look good in marketing for Crow Team or for Google. No. For Crow Team, it's fans going to go, well, I'm not buying a Stadia, so maybe I will never play Serious Sam 4. Here's the thing, though. Um, you talked about and for how... Google, it's like no one's going to know what this game is. Here's the thing, though. You talked about how it's not really that popular on consoles. It's still getting released on PC at the same time. It's just instead of consoles, it's going to be a Time Stadia exclusive. Oh. Uh, so okay. the well, console community already isn't missing anything, right? Okay. Unless unless you have some diehard console fans of Serious Sam, which I'd like to meet you and pick your brain for a while. because. Well, in that, in that case, Crow, Crow Team must have figured that they would get more money from Google's package than they would from their console sales. And they probably would have, if we're being honest. I mean, yeah, it's not a high bar to cross, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. And... I don't think I've ever heard of anyone playing Serious Sam on PlayStation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, with Serious Sam, too, like, they had, the, they had the thing with Doom Eternal for a while, too, where they used this to advertise how, how fast their gameplay was. And... I got to play it in an enclosed environment in PAX, so it was not mm. out in the wild. It it felt it was like yeah, this feels good, but I didn't trust that it was how Stadia works, and apparently I was right. Um, so <laughs> I'm curious if they're also going to use Serious Sam. They just to be have like, like a there's like an Xbox One underneath the Stadia yeah. slot, <laughs> just running like Yo, oh yeah, it's all streaming from yeah. the, the from the cloud. I don't know. This is a tangent about that stadia pax booth i don't know what the fuck happened to my brain but for some reason whenever i think about it i get really hungry what do you think that is <laughs> i should i should talk to someone about was that it it's really weird every court? no it wasn't it was like on the complete other side of is it the, the fact hollow. that stadia logos look like a tasty little candy I think maybe. Or could it be the, the? I think it reminds me of those orange popsicles. But every time I think oh. about that booth, I get really hungry. <laughs> it's very weird. Wow. Yeah. Every time I think about that Doom Eternal weird. running on a stadia, I get I just get so hungry. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. Every time I watch the Unreal Engine Five demo every night before bed, I just get so hungry. For triangles. I, I was gonna say I want to eat triangles. <laughs> Pizzas are triangles. Hey, there's there's plenty of triangles to go around in Unreal Engine 5, so there's no there's no shortage there. Yeah, yeah. Well, Serious Sam 4, I probably won't play it. I'm not going to play it on Stadia either, so it's all <laughs> fine. Um, 
Would any of you guys be interested in a video game where you play as a shark? No. I'm interested. No? Maybe. Oh, well, seriously? No? Hang on. Yeah, that was a really quick gut reaction. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> What's up? Tell me about this. What about one where you eat a, eat a man? Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah? Well, yeah. I have the game for you. It just came out. Man Eater. Watch out, boys. She'll chew you up. Da da ba ba. Yeah. And it is uh, that was not that was not man eater or whatever that jingle you just did. What was. am I thinking of? It was like close to Watch it was out, like boys, chill, chill, chill. there you go there it you was, go yeah. yeah you tried yeah. sometimes I confuse it with hungry like the wolf oh yeah that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and hey this is uh, hungry like the shark yeah yeah eh 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 well this game is a correct me if I'm wrong Alex I think you know more about it than I do it is a shark RPG. Can you can you fill me in? I'm iffy on the details here. It's it's Grand Theft Shark, basically. It's an open world it's an open world game, very very goofy and very like over the top, where you play as a shark and you can go around and eat people and things and evolve your shark to become a more powerful shark. <laughs> I think that, I think they're hyping up the RPG aspect more when they should be talking about how this is like Remember that Flash game? Where you oh my were, god, uh, yes. Yeah, what, what was that called? No idea, but it was a, a side-scroller, kind of like you're trying to get momentum to jump out. Yeah, and you played as a shark, boats. and you could, like, get people on the oh, beaches yeah. and helicopters. It's that. It's, like, the natural evolution of that. Um, it looks kind of fun. Um, apparently, it's really repetitive, and I don't oh, know god, if it's... Oh, god, it's by Tripwire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reference earlier. Okay, yeah, go on. I don't know if it's... Yeah, this is... So for context, Tripwire made, um... What was, the, what was the name of the game you were just talking about? Uh, Red Orchestra, they also made the Killing Floor game. That's what I was thinking of, thank you, was uh, Killing Floor, um, which their whole thing, mm-hmm. and that was like over-the-top viscera, which I feel like works really well for a game about like a cartoon evil shark. Um, yeah. Um, okay, this game sounds baller, I'm reading the Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> um, it can also use its surroundings for combat advantages such as using a swordfish as a spear i love this game (laughs) it sounds like Uh, a lot of fun uh, look i genuinely love killing floor 2 very very much so i am very into this game this sounds awesome it looks like okay you explore an open world you uh eat smaller creatures to grow from a baby bull shark into a megalodon Uh and you defeat predators fight humans and Listen to this. Player consumes control, assumes control, consumes, that's a Freudian slip if I ever heard one, (laughs) of a baby bull shark who must take revenge on a shark hunter, Scaly Pete, who killed the mother shark and disfigured the baby shark. Hmm. Scaly Pete? Scaly Pete's going down. Are going to bring it to you. And and all the footage I've seen, too, it's... It's backed with the pretense of it being a nature documentary crew that's following them. <laughs> but it's like one of those, uh, oh god, did you guys ever watch uh, The Most Extreme on Animal Planet? Yeah. I loved that show. I would come home from school and watch that every day. That was great. Um, but it's got like that sort of extreme, like, sharks are known to prey on other living creatures. Like, the <laughs> intense. It's not, it's not, this ain't no Richard Attenborough. This ain't your daddy's fucking uh, uh, nature documentary. Richard. This is extreme. I, I'm... David Attenborough. In love with this Wikipedia page. Richard Attenborough this is, is incredible. Richard Attenborough is uh, Jurassic Park, I think. Ah, ah. They're bro- this, there are, this, they are brothers, but... Really? Yeah. This says the team was inspired by action RPGs such as Deus Ex and Dishonored. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> not what I think of when I see this game. They'd always wanted to make an open world game similar to Far Cry and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> and that first one sounds a lot more in, va- in, in the, line with The this. combat system was inspired by Punch-Out and Dark Souls. What? <laughs> you can't... The they're just naming shit. <laughs> they're just saying recognizable names. Hmm. What I've are the popular games? Like Quake 2. <laughs> I've always wanted to make a lot of money off of my video game, like Dark <laughs> Souls. I've always loved that one game, Layers of Fear, by the guys that made Abduction or whatever. Yeah, I love that one. Make one of those. Wow. Sir, sir, nobody's played like- that game. I, I, I meant I, I love Resident Evil. Yeah, Everyone loves like Resident missed- Evil. What's that What's drill puzzles tweet? in here? What's that drill tweet where it's like writing racism on the board and constantly looking back to see if the audience approves? It's that, but they're just referencing <laughs> video games. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, no, what it was is that he didn't prepare his pitch meeting and he's like, uh, you play as a shark and it's like Breath of the Wild. <laughs> and, uh... You'll also, uh, Deus Ex. Because when I think Make of... Make choices. I think of, like, long, quiet, like, somber 
peaceful moments where you're exploring <laughs> the wilderness. I think of a, a game where you're like a giant mutant shark jumping out of the water and eating, eating helicopters. Uh, yeah. Those go together really well in my brain. Sounds fun. It does I, sound I have like a, segue. a lot of fun. Yo, I have a segue. Do it. Okay. For the next game, you just need to go back and listen to Alex's description of this game because it also <laughs> applies to Saints Row 3. I literally had a conversation and... with someone about that, um, but I'm sorry. I cut oh? you off. You were saying? No, no. Oh, okay. Please. Well, I was just talking about how we were talking about uh, GTA 5 because it was free on the Epic Store, and I was talking about how frustrated uh-huh. I was with the online and some of my issues with the Grand Theft Auto as a franchise, um, but... Saints Row 3 is, is like, if Grand Theft Auto had even less subtlety, it is, yeah. it does not let up. It is almost exhausting to play that game at times, because it's, it is uh, just constant. I don't, I don't care. I don't care for Saints Row 3. I yeah. tried to play it in its prime, and I don't, I don't think I found it very fun. Exactly the same here. <laughs> but, uh, hey, it's got a fan base. It's getting yeah. a remaster. I don't blame, yeah, I, I don't blame you, but I did enjoy that game for what it was, and mm-hmm. I think for, you know... I liked four better, where you got to have superpowers and be the president. Four was fun. Well, you were, no, you were if the president gonna, in three. If you're gonna weren't be you? stupid, yeah. If you're gonna be stupid, just be all the way stupid. Yeah, is, is what I think. Absolutely, Saints Row like games. Um, Did you ever play Saints Row Three, Janelle? I played a little bit of it. I got it through a humble bundle years ago, mm. but back then I just had a really shitty laptop, <laughs> so I tried to play it on this awful laptop and like at the beginning of that game you have that part where you jump out of the plane Mm -hmm. and have to like avoid hitting stuff or whatever and that ran like fucking garbage on my laptop and that's all i can think about whenever i think about that game it was a nightmare it kept crashing my computer and it sucked and i played a little bit of it and i thought this is stupid and it doesn't work so (laughs) haven't touched it since yeah well i can understand the appeal of like taking the gta formula and adding more mechanical absurdity to it it's letting you get away with more stupid stuff um without the pretense of it trying to mean anything you know yeah right like i'm all about that i i just think that the thing about saints row 3 getting a remaster is that those games listener if you've played them maybe you'll agree the humor dates them oh yeah sick like yeah like six months after they come out they're already feeling out of their time, and a remaster is not going to change that. Uh, I don't know, man. I I don't I don't know if this game has like a troll face or like a you mad bro in it, but I wouldn't put it past it. Absolutely not. No, it's got like the Watch Dogs two problem um, in that way. So, but you know. Have you seen footage of the comparisons? I remember a big thing about this remaster was that people were saying it was a good example of a subtle upgrade. Well, yeah, have you, have I, you seen any of that? I have, and I've heard that a lot of people said that it's technically very, very impressive. Um, not technically as in, like, debatably, but technically as in mechanically. It is, it is a very mm. impressive remaster, um, which is cool and all. Um, but I, I'm with you guys. I don't think... I, I don't hate that game. I think that game does some interesting things. Um, there's a really good, uh, Hey Ash, What You Playing video where they talk about how that game is, um, one of the best games for representation because of the just massive amount of character selection you can do, which is an interesting take. Um, that is a take I've not heard. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good, it's one of my favorite uh, videos from them actually. Um, but, but yeah, I, I mentioned earlier, but this game, this game is kind of exhausting because it's just so loud and in your face. There is never, ever a moment of reprieve. Um, which I, of course we said that we can see the appeal of, but, um, sure. Uh, you know, listen, I, I know, I know that you're listening to the podcast, Ashley and Anthony Birch. So I just wanted to say, uh, Hey, I put you playing good videos. Your book on Metal Gear Solid. Kind of weird. You weren't a fan if, of it. If you guys ever, uh, I mean, I mean, I read all of it. I, it was fun, but, uh, kind of weird. Just saying. Go, listener, go read Boss Fight Books. Uh, what is it? Number? I don't know the number. Are you, are you going to go Number follow? nine. Boss Fight Books number nine. Metal Gear Solid by Ashley and Anthony Birch. Aren't we getting a you Silent wanna... Hill book by... Uh... Oh, God. Yep. What's his name? Yes, we are. Mike Drucker? Mike Drucker. Thank uh, you. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're getting that. Red Dead. Yeah. Um, Resident Evil 4. I thought... Yeah. And... um. Uh, one of the Zelda games. Oh, uh, Majora's, Majora's Mask. Mask yeah. Ah, yep. okay, interesting. And I am very excited. Silent Hill 2 specifically, so you know mm. I'm on yeah. top of that. I'm very yeah. curious to see what this this 
famously depressive comedian is going to ta- talk about <laughs> with this game. Uh, I love Mike Trucker. That guy's great. He's very good. He's very good. Yeah. Well, we're in the news now. Epic Game Store. We talk about them all the time. Gamers. They're epic. Complain about them. Le problem. <laughs> gamers gamers went for years man it's bullshit that steam's a monopoly and that's all we have and the second another one came around they went excuse me right excuse me right i have to download i have to download another launcher on my computer excuse we me? talked about this on the episode that the epic store launched like i can't not talk they, about this every time i think it's about the epic store. As, they, as they minimize as they minimize BattleNet and origin to go yeah. type that reddit comment like yeah <laughs> Ugh. I will not let the Fortnite devs control my life. It's so weird because it's not like they have, it's like, like with, with Origin, a lot of it was like, oh, the client's bad, which like, whatever. The client of Epic is not terrific either, if we're being honest. But like with yeah. Epic, it shifted into like, I don't want this. I don't want like, there was just a weird cultural shift. And I don't know what, what changed that. Well, I know what Epic Store has done lately. They gave me Civilization Six for free, GTA Five for free. World War Z for free, and according to PCGamesN.com, they have given away more than $2,000 in free games since the store launched, actually. That's all that that Fortnite money going to good use. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I mean, that's like half a joke, because like, you know, you have Fortnite and you have Unreal, both of which are incredibly profitable. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't laughing at you saying that as a joke. No, no, I know, I know. our, our, Our consensus being... That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I love it. No, but it's but true. It's, it's wild too because like they are kind of putting it in decent use. Like you know, we saw with uh, we talked about this last week, but they're basically letting anyone make whatever they want with their previous engine, uh-huh. unless you make like an insane amount of money. Um, Over a million, you have yeah, to make yeah. with Unreal Four before you begin uh, revenue sharing with Epic. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is this is good, and I. I've not really taken much advantage of it, um, but PC gaming, man, this has got to be one of the number one advantages between this and the Humble Bundles and Game Pass. You can really just have a library full of things you did not need to pay for. Yep. It's and starting yeah. to stack up. They do this because there's no tax. Like, with a console, mm-hmm. in order for the console to make... Because consoles are sold at a loss. In order for the console to make ends meet... There is a bit of a, I guess you could call it a tax with every game released on it, you know? Uh-huh. But with PC, that's less of or not at all an issue if it's like DRM free or whatever. Um, yep. Which is which is cool. Um, so they're able to do things like this and give away games a lot easier. And uh, yeah, good job, Epic, to repeat the consensus. That's pretty cool. Um, you should have said, that's pretty epic. Uh, that's pretty epic of you. Hey gamers, you want to hear the newest epic hey. story? Well, uh, CD Projekt Red. Oh, yeah, that one. Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> Janelle hates him. I, uh, I liked Witcher 3. All right. Ugh. I never, uh, I never played through the Witcher games, but I am excited for 2077. I'm interested yeah, in it, I should say. My take on Witcher 3 would require the same, uh, measure that Jason Schreier took when he turned off his Twitter replies and <laughs> tweeted that Shadow of the Colossus was boring. Which is, wrong, do, which is wrong, by the way. Which is very wrong. It was a joke. I think it was a My joke. No, it wasn't. I think he was serious. Pretty good. I don't want to believe you, so I, I choose not to. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I love Child of the Colossus. It's in my top five. But I get it. I get why he would say that. He's wrong, but I get it. Yeah. You know? CD Projekt Red did not do Shadow of the Colossus, by the way. Um, no, they did yeah. not. <laughs> Let's just make that very clear. Yeah. Uh, and the news story here is that they have surpassed Ubisoft to become the most valuable video game company in Europe. I'm guessing probably had a lot to do with GOG. I don't think it did because GOG is not that big. Um, but it's still insane to me. No matter how big GOG is, right? You have Ubisoft, which releases multiple games a year, multiple critically and financially successful games a year. Mm-hmm. Like they just pump those suckers out. CD Projekt Red has made five games, if we count, like, yeah, the, yeah. the Witcher spinoff card games, right? It's Ooh. insane! That mm-hmm. is nuts. It's so crazy. Like, I know these are, like, beloved games and all, but, like, I, I can't imagine how that becomes... And, and I, I wonder if this is 
not net worth. This is like, what's the term I'm looking for? Um, like market share, which even then, mm. no oh. matter which way you look at it, that's still crazy. The fact that they, yeah, more than Ubisoft, which is like this, this staple of the AAA community. And I thought it would at least, if this were going to happen, which not that I predicted, I would think that it would happen after Cyberpunk, not in the lead up to. Yeah. So. It's yeah, because they have for them, I guess. Yeah, they have one franchise, and yeah. I I know that um I. I think I mentioned no clip before Daniel Dwyer's no clip on this channel before, but uh, listener, if you're interested, you should watch no clips documentary on CD project red because they talk really interestingly about the early days of that company when they were getting the book license or the game, the property license to adapt the Witcher into the first Witcher game and about how they had a room downstairs where people were just like boxing up and handwriting addresses on the envelopes of games and shipping them to distributors in boxes, <laughs> just like the employees when they were off coding. Actually, fun fact, Bethesda did the same thing uh, in the 80s and 90s with their early games. Interesting. Um, <laughs> that yeah, is but a fun fact. It's pretty cool to see them see them climb like that. Yeah. Nolan, so, you said you only played Witcher 3, is that right? Yeah, I've only played Witcher 3. Um, I did not have to, I didn't play 1 and 2 to okay. get there. I just started at 3. I have I not played any of them. Um, Janelle, Most you, people do that. Have you played yeah. any of them? Huh? I played some of Witcher 3. Hated it. Hate those games. <laughs> I, will, I will not take any questions, listeners. Okay. <laughs> I will not accept DMs. Thank you. Or emails. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Uh, but I played I played a little bit of it. Okay. And uh, the consensus, if you're looking to get into them, is that you, at least from what I've read, just like watch a few videos about the first two on YouTube and then play three. I've I heard guess. the first game is just not even worth your time. It's just yeah. bad and shitty in a lot of ways. Yeah, I, I'm I've... shocked. I've heard different, but I don't think that I would go back and pick it up. I have like an, I hate this word because it sounds so pretentious, but it's the one I can think of. Like an, like a academic interest in that game. Like I like to think about it, but I'm never going to play it. It's how I feel about like Daggerfall. I love to like watch videos about Daggerfall and learn about Daggerfall, but I'm never going to play Daggerfall. (laughs) I just don't think I'd have very much fun doing that. Mm Mm-hmm. Sam. Now, Morrowind straddles the line. I will play Morrowind. Straddles the some... line? Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, well, it needs some mods. There's, oh plen- there's plenty of mods. graphical mods, if that's your main <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, no, no problem no, it's there. Not, it's not graphical. I don't care about graphical. I want probably a mod that takes away the um, the miss chance on early combat. That's that's the big hurdle. Well, I okay, well, that's time. definitely a There's definitely a mod out there for that. Yeah, almost yeah. certainly. I don't mind old graphics. I love old graphics. I, I'm, I'm waiting for games to return to pre-rendered backgrounds and fixed camera angles hit me up capcom i will i'll help <laughs> i'll do something i want to see the guy I'll who do did, something yeah, i want to see the guy who did um the resident evil or not uh, resident evil the final fantasy 7 mod where he ai upscaled all of the backgrounds i want to see somebody do that for the resident evil games oh that'd be just wonderful oh boy it'd look very nice oh boy i what? sounded really sarcastic what does that response mean but i was I was thinking about it pleasantly. I don't know why that came <laughs> up. So like a, I was like, oh boy, oh yeah. fuck. Maybe you had like a bad run-in with the FF7 uh, Remako mod creator at like a at like a gas station or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, oh, fuck that guy. Oh, Dude's an ass. <laughs> no, I was just thinking about CD Projekt Red. And, and I was also thinking about our next news story. Mm-hmm. About how this week is just full of me being negative because I don't like any of the companies that we're talking about. Oh, no. I guess. Pac-Man um, do. Pac-Man is fine. Twitch on the other oh, hand yeah, annoys me. But um, listeners, if you like Pat- Pac-Man, can't I'm having a hard time. If you like Pac-Man, you can play it on Twitch later this year <laughs> in June, yeah. I guess. Yeah, Alex, tell me about that because so, I bet you know more about it than yeah, I. Yes, so this is the first game that's being launched exclusively through Twitch's like platform, um, mm-hmm. and it's got you can make custom stages and share them with people. One thing I was hoping for, and I'm a little disappointed, was more Twitch integration. Like, maybe you could have um, a viewer be able to be a ghost, or you could oh, do so pa- cool. Twitch yeah. Plays Pac-Man, right? Yeah. Um, but oh, so Twitch far... Oh, Pac-Man, that game is too fast-paced for that. That'd be a mess. Yeah, well, That'd... maybe it could happen. I don't know. Um, it seems like it'd be... I'm not a programmer, but it seems like something they could throw in there for fun, you know? Yeah. Um, but this is interesting, because this is the first time I'm aware of that not Amazon, because Amazon just launched a game I know nothing about, but Twitch is getting a game exclusively through their t- platform. Huh. 
Yeah. I mean, hey, I like Pac-Man. This could be fun. Listeners will... If you had a hot take that was anti-Pac-Man, can you imagine? <laughs> what yeah. would you even say? Um, That Pac-Man is about capitalism, and I am anti-capitalist, therefore <laughs> I don't like Pac-Man. But um, no, maybe we'll do like an Emerald Games cast plays Pac-Man thing on <laughs> that Twitch. That would be fun. Yeah, so fun. stay tuned, um, listeners. Yeah. Emerald um, Game Man. Nolan, do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, Pac-Man, good game. Wait, hold up. <laughs> I do have... Hang on. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. I fucking hate Mrs. Pac-Man. Why? Because... She's faster. It's a, it was at a time where it was like, girl, lipstick bow on head. It really <laughs> annoys me. Whenever I see those games, I get really annoyed. She I had don't a feel... mole and eyelashes, too. Yeah. She's just a total girl. It's always really long eyelashes. It's, it's like a Marilyn Monroe thing, That's a right? mole. That's called a mole, Nolan. Yeah. Oh. It's only called a beauty mark in the past. Oh. It's called <laughs> it's called a beauty mark because women, and it cannot be imperfect. Right? Yeah. Mm, I yeah. see. I didn't know this. History learned. Well, I, you're in luck because Miss Pac-Man will never get re-released, or it's hard to re-release Miss Pac-Man anywhere because it wasn't really made by uh, Namco. It that was. was the only Pac-Man game I had. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I grew up with the Sega Genesis with a copy of Miss Pac-Man. I used to play it all the time. There was a tabletop arcade at this pizza place that I went to. Um, but go on, you were talking about Sega. No, that that's the whole story. Okay, I had that game. <laughs> you guys I was, both, I you also guys played both just had game. some nice little stories. <laughs> yeah, that's you sure nice. did. Yeah. It was like half Pac-Man, half Arkanoid. Stuff. It was yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of old games, you know. Speaking of old games, guys. I asked you last week to tell me about your 1998 video game. This of is the such year. a hard year. This is I such know! a hard really? year. Holy shit, it's crazy. This is the hardest it's... year we've encountered so far. I agree. So I want to know what your thoughts are. Can you go first this time, Janelle? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> you, while, 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 <laughs> okay. you're, while you're looking or thinking, how about we recount what's happened so far to give you some time? Yeah. 1996 was the first time we did this. Alex and I unanimously agreed that Mario 64 was the best game of that year. Uh, Janelle had a, had a twofer, said Crash Bandicoot and Twisted Metal 2. I said that was my backup. Please get the fucking story straight. Read it from your phone. <laughs> God damn. Okay, 1997. Um, I said Fallout 1 was the best game in 97. Alex, remind me what yours was. Uh, mine was Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Mm-hmm. That's a good, yeah. that's a good choice. And uh, Janelle said <laughs> Crash Bandicoot 2. Woo! And uh, 98. What do you got, Janelle? Um, Crash Bandicoot Warped. No! I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, guys. I'm just, I'm just kidding. It's NFL Blitz. Oh, she's <laughs> kidding again. Just, again, I'm kidding. No, um, this is a very hard year, and... It sucks. Just looking at this list, it's really, it's really tough. And let me say first what I think my game of the year would be had I played this game. (laughs) (laughs) It would have probably have been Baldur's Gate, but I never played Baldur's Gate, so it's not anywhere. You do love Diablo, so I don't think it's that much of a stretch. That's true. This is, I cannot get over it. Here's the thing. The two, I've talked about these two games as like my first two video games Constantly on this podcast. It's the thing I talk about all the time. Medieval and Resident Evil 2 both came out that year. And I genuinely don't think I can pick between them. Um, I I guess Medieval because at PAX when I was talking to the, the PlayStation dude about it, it felt really satisfying when he went, yeah, nobody knows about this game. And I was like, yeah, I, I know something other people don't. <laughs> but those, <laughs> those two games just, you know, shaped so many of my memories for video games and what I like now in games that I I don't think I could pick between them but bigger than that every game that came out that year is good and it's really hard There's a lot. so so, it, so I guess I guess both of them I get to because this is my game I get to uh Nolan would you like to women call make, this to a vote I'm gonna call this women to a vote, make Nolan. less money than men on average so Nolan, I get to would you like to call this to a vote would you like to call this to a vote what, what would we be voting on? Whether or not that's allowed. You know what? Janelle had two games in 96. No, I didn't! <laughs> she can do it in 98. Yeah! You can't do it yeah. twice! I didn't! Twisted Metal was not my favorite game of that year. Okay. It was my second favorite game of that year. Okay, so Why did you bring it up? Bandicoot 2. I was saying it was my second. I was getting you guys into the like. Okay, alright. Mother God. God. Okay. Mother God. 
Oh, God. Okay, so is it Resident Evil 2 or is it medieval? <laughs> what do you like, Nolan? What did you like Nolan, that time? I really appreciate after saying she can do both. It's fine. Uh, but seriously, which one is it? I, the people need to know. I'll decide later. Okay. What okay, about okay, you okay, guys? Okay. Fair enough. Nolan? Um, uh, okay, well. Okay. I, I have a feeling Alex, I know what yours is, but let's hear it. You're right. This is an absurdly difficult year. And um, actually, you know what? I want to hear what your guess what mine is, because you seem to have an I, idea. I, I have a, I have a right. guess, too. Wait, you probably both have well, a guess. Let me Kodak call you, and we can, we can confront our, uh, <laughs> our okay. guess. Um, yeah, it's, it's Metal Gear Metal Solid. Gear. Yeah. yeah, it's Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear. Is it? Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Of course. Um, th- this is actually one of the few games on this list that I've played to completion and then played again. Um, and I've played a good number of these, but that one has affected me more personally and uh, has has affected my taste in games more than uh, anything else on the list. However... This was really tough for me because I did not grow up with Metal Gear Solid. I played it when I was a teenager um, on a PlayStation 3. So it was really hard for me not to pick Ocarina of Time. But the thing that kept me away from choosing Ocarina of Time is that, this is kind of a dumb story, but that cartridge when I was a kid, I actually inherited that cartridge from my cousin. And he also got that cartridge from somebody else. And we didn't ever feel like it was okay to erase the save file that that cartridge had when it was given to him (laughs) and to me. So we had a save that had already completed the game. And we wandered the world on this save. Either it was after the game or if that game didn't have an end game, I I fail to recall. It might have just had like a before the final boss type of thing. In any case... We free roamed with, like, no objectives. So I played a lot of that game growing up, but I never did any of the dungeons or anything. And uh, I actually didn't play Ocarina of Time until the 3DS port. So, um, yeah, long-winded way of just saying, Metal Gear Solid, baby. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's expected. That's fair. Alex, is yours Banjo-Kazooie? This is such a hard fucking year. You have (laughs) Ocarina of Time. You have Half-Life 1. You have Metal Gear Solid. You have Banjo-Kazooie. And you have Spyro the Dragon. That last one is more personal to me than I think the history of gaming as a whole. That was one of my first games I played and a game that I still replay every once in a while and really enjoy. But like, fuck, man. These are some really, really good choices and I had such a hard time picking... And I'm still second-guessing myself. I've had all five of these oh. up on my phone, like, pros and cons. Believe in yourself. <sighs> oh, no. I'm not going to list Believe through all yourself, of them because we friend. don't have enough time, but, like, oh, my God. It's just, it's it's so hard. What does your gut say? If you could only take one on an island, which one would it be? Well, okay, by that logic. Oh, no, no, okay, if that doesn't work for you, just... What? 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 <laughs> Just what does your gut tell you? Well, okay, let me talk about that first one. If I could only take one on an island, I'd want to do the one with the most replay value. And if we're including the fact that there's like a billion infinite mods and variants, I'm going to have to go with Um, Half-Life, which is a really solid, influential game that I I still really enjoy. Um, Arguably the foundation of a huge chunk of early um, PC multiplayer shooters also. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and I mean, late day PC gamer toxicity. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The original Counter-Strike was a Half-Life mod, um, and then Valve yeah. bought the license. Um, Banjo-Kazooie and Ocarina of Time were games that I never played the original form of. I played the re-releases on um, Xbox and then on uh, 3DS, respectively. But apparently both of those re-releases are just better than the original version. Um Spyro the Dragon, I feel like I don't want to get too selfish and say that that's my personal favorite, um, even though I do really, really admire that game and have a, a very special place in my in my heart for that game. So I'm kind of stuck between Half-Life and Metal Gear Solid. Um, well, and because be I'm not going to do... Year, it's for you. Right, right. It can be selfish, self-care. Yeah, but because speaking of self-care, because I'm not going to pick both of them, I think I'm going to have to... Fuck you. <laughs> I think I have to go with Metal Gear Solid. I think oh, that game a consensus. Yeah, I think that game is is just really really quality and led into kind of changed storytelling in games also. Um not to say that Half-Life didn't because Half-Life also did some really interesting things with that, but 
Yeah. But just yeah. know this was a really, really difficult year for me. I'm glad it caused you pain. <laughs> I realize I realize now that by the end of finals week, that would be the year 2000. So I think that's where I'm going to go with these. Oh, okay, okay. And then we're going to, like, Battle Royale them? Yeah. You know, Metal Gear Solid is such a strange game because you're right it affected storytelling in the medium for so long but there's so much of that game that's just laughable now um and but that's part of the charm I, you know uh, yeah i was gonna say i don't know about you but it, it it adds to the experience for me personally um i had way more fun with the do you think love blooms in the battlefield scene because of years of knowing that line without having seen it and you think it's exaggerated. You think people have been playing it up until you get there, and they did not play it up. No, yeah. It's exactly as reported. Um, man. You know, it's I weird. Just, that, Out of all the oh. lines that are, like, completely, like, memed into obscurity, or the opposite of obscurity in that game, I never heard anyone talk about Vulcan Raven. Literally everything that guy says is really, really funny. <laughs> snakes don't belong in Alaska. <laughs> but they do! There are snakes in Alaska! <laughs> I had the weirdest journey with Metal Gear because I had never been a Metal Gear Solid fan. And then the trailer for Metal Gear Solid 5 came out. And then the Red Band trailer came out. The the the, the absurdly lengthy nine-minute Red Band trailer. Oh, Kojima. <laughs> um, that he edited himself and threw up on Twitter. And I watched that and I and I it, it completely went against my mental image of what a Metal Gear Solid game was since I'd never played one. I didn't realize like what I didn't know that Kojima was always doing this reinvention, so it was weird to me. And I, I think Alex can remember I, I went and I played um Metal Gear Solid one, two, three, Peace Walker, and four in the space of like two months, just back to back to back leading up to five. And then I must have played five obsessively for like five weeks. Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to tell a story about how you played um, Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes as a kid when we were in high school and talked about how much you didn't like that. I remember vividly a conversation of us talking and you being like, man, this this game sucks. It doesn't like let you say whenever you save, you have to listen to somebody like go on and on about Godzilla (laughs) or whatever. Um, <laughs> no, that was, um, it was, uh, MGS3 I got on the PS2. I guess that was technically my first Metal Gear game was, was, uh, Snake Eater back in, like, high school or middle school. My dad got it for me at a CD game exchange in Portland, and I was not ready for that game. <laughs> I, I mean, I was too young. I, I didn't, I'm not saying it's, like, some deep, mature story. It's, I'm saying it's too cerebral, was too, yeah. No, I'm just saying the game was too, like, it was... You need to appreciate the age of it because the mechanics are so bizarre. They're wonderful, but they're not going to be easy to sink into. And for me, when I was young, I was like, this game is trash. <laughs> um, and I just sold it like two days later. And then little little did I know, years later, I would come back and play Metal Gear Solid 3 two times and fall in love with it and say it's like one of the best PS2 games in the whole library and just kind of get obsessed with it for a little while. <laughs> and here we are now. And I played Death Stranding, and I liked the story, because I'm a moron. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we are yeah, now. Yeah, admitting you have a problem was the first step to recovery. Um, and Death admitting- Stranding right. made me cry. That's true. I will not take any questions. Okay. <laughs> My DMs are not open. Okay. Your replies are turned uh, off on Twitter. My replies are turned off on Twitter. I can't figure out how to do that, but here's the thing. <laughs> Nobody replies to me anyway. I should, oh, do, I should do it so that I look more popular than I am. Yeah, yeah. It's a great idea, Janelle. Well, that there is the Emerald Games Cast episode 2-7. Listener, if you're interested in telling us what games to talk about or asking any questions, we have a Twitter also at ODE Gamescast. We have an email at emeraldgamescast at gmail.com. And um, send us anything. Send us your offers for Raymond. I have them in boxes. I'm taking... Listener questions. Just one. Listener question. About about Raymond? No, no, no. Just any listener question. That's your payment. I don't accept Nook Miles tickets. I don't take anything. Just one question. Raymond is yours. Hey. Can I say something? I think that... Thank you for answering. Yes, I, yes, I may. <laughs> I think that the Animal Crossing community 
as far as Raymond goes, has gotten incredibly toxic, and it's really weirding it's me so out, you guys. It's really up. weirding it's me so out. It's, this, it's like a slave trade. It's a slave it's trade. It's really weird. Stop it, you guys. It's weird. Also, he's just a cat. Raymond isn't like, even that cool. <laughs> yeah, like, I think it's because he can wear, like, the maid outfit, which, like... But can't they all? Yes, any, no. anyone can wear a maid outfit. Can they? Okay, well, there you go. Somebody tweeted Raymond in a maid outfit. Yeah, Raymond isn't that good. And Raymond, this isn't my original thought, but Raymond just looks like every dude on Reddit. So, <laughs> guys, oh, chill. Man. Chill hey, out. Listen, I like Raymond, but listen. He's fine. Um, I take it back. I, Raymond, I don't have a Raymond. Raymond for you. looks like who you wanted to look like in high school, Nolan. <laughs> oh, my God. I can you picture know, that so well. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is, is, is because I have quarantine hair right now and I haven't been able to get a haircut. I'm for the first time in in a long time. I'm actually wearing like my my checkered flat golf cap. Oh fuck yeah! Uh, which Alex will I'm I'm sure he'll remember. Um, I used to wear every single day. Oh in hell high yeah, school. dude! I I wore I actually that's not true. I had like seven flat caps and I changed them every day. I used to have a chin strap beard. I drove a Jeep Grand Cherokee. I wore mm-hmm. a flat cap every day. I was, you know, you think you look at him and say that guy probably probably his favorite 1998 game is Metal Gear Solid <laughs> is what is what you so think. and now you have a bigger full beard and a <laughs> Subaru so and really a Subaru, it's a Subaru Outback yeah, and, yeah. the same thing oh yeah but yeah. listeners who have you been Nolan <laughs> I have been Nolan <laughs> there there you go with me has been camping with my crt (laughs) (laughs) a copy of super smash brothers melee on the crt to be brought camping alex i am janelle yeah and that's been the emerald games cast go play spyro go play tony hawk's pro skater 4 yeah have a good have a good week bye bye